Welcome to One Hit Wonderful, the podcast where we're revisiting all those amazing reality shows that unfortunately, or in some cases, fortunately, only had one season. I'm your host, Frank Pesanite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us as today we discuss Mexican Dynasties, episode 10, the finale, Blood is Thicker Than Tequila. Um, and I realized that we didn't do house cleaning last time um, in terms of like Twitter and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, I don't have a ton, but I do have a little. Um, Chris, uh, Chris M sent us a lovely um, gift from uh, Will and Grace that just says, FYI, I missed you. Don't make a big deal out of it. And we missed you guys too. We missed you, Chris. And then Heather tweeted us and said, Heather Johnson, Gloom Cookie, and said, what shows are in the running to do next? Would you ever consider doing a dating reality show like Daisy of Love or Shot at Love with Tila Tequila? I know Daisy is free on 2B TV. There was Double Shot of Love with Twins, but I haven't been able to find it anywhere. Um, I think that we're leaning towards Gallery Girls. And I personally want to stay away from the dating shows just for a little while because another podcast we've had some issues with is currently dating, doing um, Rock of Love. So I feel like that would be a little too adjacent to that podcast. Um, but thank you for the amazing suggestions, Heather. And I meant to, I was going to tell, uh, text you today, Meredith, but I knew I was going to be seeing you via Zoom. Um, Heather put up the most hysterical meme ever today that you will appreciate um, on Facebook. And it said, um, America's never been this divide, divided before. And then it says something like, hold my beer, or like, don't forget this. And it's a picture of Brenda and Kelly from 90210. <laughs> <laughs> Which I loved, and I figured you would really appreciate. And I'm not doing it justice, so you should go look at her social media. But it was really funny. So I re- I mean, I love to rewatch my favorite shows kind of over and over again, like background noise when I'm cleaning or cooking or whatever. And I rewatched 90210 earlier in quarantine as I, I've watched rewatched 90210 a million times. But the older I get, the more fucked up it is that Kelly and Dylan ever dated. And it's so messed up and I'm so mad about it. And they never really liked each other. And by the time they get to college, it's just garbage. So I was going on like a PhD level analysis of Brenda and Kelly and blowing up my best friend's phone. <laughs> and she was like, I've seen it, dude. I, I get it. Like, team Brenda. I'm just glad that you're now on the right side of history as someone who has was. always been team Brenda forever. I always was. I loved, I loved early Kelly Taylor, bitchy Kelly Taylor, who played the field and all that. And then she becomes a sanctimonious POS. Um, no, I always was team Brenda. Always. Amaze. I'm yeah. glad we're on the same page. Please. I'm a fiery Scorpio as well. <laughs> team Brenda. <laughs> she, um, do you have any house cleaning? No. And I didn't do a margarita minute because, you know, the election result was finally declared right before I was supposed to sit down and watch this. Oh. So, I am My buzzing. I am buzzing and Twitter pated, and I can't really pay attention. So bear with me. And there's no margarita minute. Um, and we should talk about that. Like as of an hour ago, I guess what an hour and two, a half ago. Two hours. Two I hours think. ago, Joe Biden was declared the winner of the election. So we are very excited about that. And Doris is living for it. I suggest all of you get to her Twitter immediately. She is celebrating, and I'm here for it. Yeah. Yep. It's great. Oh, and actually one bit of house cleaning after my last Instagram about how that picture of Mari lying in bed late in the afternoon crying was a 2020 mood. Almost every cast member liked it on Instagram, which was quite a thrill. So Amazed. Cool. Like, yeah. I'm so excited. And I'm just so sad that we're not getting more of them. I realized today when I was watching that I really want just an Oscar and Paulina spinoff. I know. Like, I would I'm, love that. 
I wonder if they have a Spanish language, like Mexican reality show of just them. I don't I think like so, other than Kay Madrazo. We would know about it. It'd be great if yeah, they Yeah, we follow them all on social media. It's a bummer. But like, I would, I could just watch them all day long. I know. I, th- it is a shame that the show was not renewed, for sure. I was slightly disappointed in this episode. Well, I will say that um, I find that finale episodes are always a snooze. Like, they're, yeah. like they, you know, they wrap things up. I mean, the ho- I've never, I don't think I've ever seen a super duper exciting finale episode, except maybe on Below Deck. There's been a couple times when like dramatic things have happened. But for the most part, they're kind of a snooze. Yeah, they're just wrapping things up in a kind of snoozy way. I uh, do have a little bit, I'm holding on a little bit of hope though, because did you see that it looks like they are going to be bringing back the Real Housewives of Miami on Peacock. Oh. That Andy was pushing for that. And so I know that, like, so maybe we'll get Mexican Dynasties on Peacock. Maybe, like, not on regular Bravo, but maybe they'll bring it to Peacock. So um, all of you listening, um, I'm going to start pushing that. So we'll see. I'm going to hit social media with it. Yeah, do it. I'll I'll try to. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure they'll be really impressed with my, like, 97 (laughs) followers. (laughs) I think I think I have like ten, so we'll see what we'll see what impact we could make. Um, so the episode opens with a breakdown of the season, obviously, and you know nothing we didn't know. Mostly, it's the Allende family drama, and sorry, get stuff yawning. Horrible, sorry. Um, and then we get our usual everybody waking up for the day montage. Uh, Doris is asking the staff to take good care of her mom. Paulina is getting excited that Tarek is coming to visit. And at the penthouse, they are talking about the Lunario performance and um, how Fernando eats too many eggs. My takeaways from this were, and this was a theme for Oscar throughout the episode. Um, I'm sure the listeners don't know, but Meredith knows. Um, my favorite colors are orange and blue, specifically orange. And Oscar was sporting orange and blue throughout the entire episode. Like every scene, he was in some version of orange and blue. It was amazing. I feel like. Well, maybe it's more of a question. Is Oscar your style icon? You know, he could sometimes. Be, he could be one of many. Sometimes. Um, his casual looks, for sure. I mean, but you know me, I'm not a dressy person, so I don't see myself wearing, like, a brocade jacket. And, right. But, like, his casual looks, hundo. Like, love them. Like, I love when he was sitting in, like, the L.A. Dodgers outfit with, like, the orange and blue hat and the blue outfit with the orange jacket. Like, I loved that. Later on, when Tarek comes over, and this made me mad because they said it was red, but it wasn't. Like, on my TV, it was fucking orange. He and Paulina were wearing orange and blue. And he's wearing the orange jacket with, like, the jeans with the embossed, like, orange and white snake. Like, 100%. That I would wear. Like, yeah, Yeah, for sure. Okay. I thought so. Um, I wondered. My other takeaway from this little montage was I just wrote down that Fernando has a boner for Lunario. Oh my like, if God. he could fuck it, he would. Like, if Lenaria was a woman, <laughs> he would be deep, deep, deep inside. <laughs> if we had a dollar for every time he said it in this episode, I could Oh, Lenario. And interesting enough, and we'll talk more about it later, but um, it doesn't look like that big of a venue. Uh, no, I, I don't. I didn't get it. <laughs> I will say, that was part of the episode that was kind of lost on me, too. Like, I get that they had to build towards something, but it didn't do it for me. I would have rather had, like, a blow-up at a party. But whatever. Yeah, well, but, I mean, you know how Bravo shows go. Like, you can't have a blow-up in the finale because they had, like, like, to wrap it up in a bow. And so, like, we had, this was the wrapping up in the bow. Yep. So, then we open the episode for real, I think, at Alan and Jenny's. Yes. <laughs> and 
Um, Alan and Adon are talking about how they're both not playing Lunario and how Adon finally grew some balls. And Jenny says, probably the pussy is helping you. <laughs> um, it's probably that pussy's helping you. And I actually screenshot it with um, the captions and I'm sending it to you so you can put it on our Instagram. In fact, I'm going to do that right now. So I do not forget because I rewound it twice because I was like, did she really say that? And then I put the captions on. I was like, oh yeah, she didn't really saw that. <laughs> and we're cutting back and forth between Jenny and Alans and the penthouse. And Mari misses Adon so much. She says, I miss him terribly. And she can't make it through the sentence without crying. Um, yeah. And I put in all caps, it's been two days. Yeah. Two days. He's been yes. gone for two days. Like, yes. You would think he's been gone for a year. And then she says she misses him singing at night. And as she's saying it, the editors deserve an Emmy award for this because they overlaid the sound <laughs> of Adon's vocal exercises. So as yeah. you see Mari crying, you hear Adon just saying, nay, 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 nay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will, in my notes, I'm loving the troll by the producers. <laughs> so good. It's great. So... And then Nando says that he thinks Mari deserves an apology. Okay. Okay. I actually think that Nando deserves an apology too, because that, I feel like Adon got kind of nasty with him as well. Agreed. And I feel like Fernando is truly the one who deserves the apology because he's yeah. the one being rational about the whole thing. Like yeah. Mari's the one that's like, I'm going to stab you in the face. And Nando's just like, okay, like I see where you're coming from. Like I, I don't know if Mari truly needs an apology, but I'm sure she got one later. Well, and Mari's also the one that called Adon stupid. Fernando just said, if that's a decision you want to make, get out. Well, but this is one case where um, I'm, Mar I don't think Mari's wrong. Like, I think he was being stupid. Well, clearly. Um, so then we get a scene of Tarek and Oscar touring Mexico City. And it broke my heart a little bit because I was supposed to go to Mexico City in February to celebrate my friend's 40th birthday. Most likely won't happen now, but it's, you know, it's TBD. But I really want to go. It looks beautiful. And they're really cute. Like when they buy, um, they buy glue-on mustaches for some reason. Oh, I know. I wish they'd worn them the whole time, though. It was adorable. Um, well, they are letting Americans into Mexico, so. Yeah. It's, I don't know that I'm ready to, February feels soon for flying and trying to do fun touristy things. I'm with you 100%, but like they are letting people in. I have clients and friends who've been to Puerto Vallarta and uh, Playa del Like, I wouldn't go, but... Yeah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they are running around and taking all these cute videos for Oscar social media, and <laughs> I actually laughed out loud. They are standing in front of some beautiful Mexican, like, ceramic <laughs> tile that's blue and yep. white, and Tarek's shirt is, like, Mexican tile blue and white print and it's very cute they take a picture in front of it and oscar is dressed like waldo with his red and, <laughs> red and white stripes um and see on my tv maybe the color's off it looks orange to me i will say i think oscar's color is red but i'll let you believe what you want to believe <laughs> well because he was wearing blue shoes too that had like a little orange in them. i mean who knows like maybe the color of my tv is off i don't know who knows it's possible well, turn on the CNN election map, and if it's orange and blue, then you know. But that's the thing. It looks red. And, like, later in the show, when they're at Lunaria, the walls looked red to me. So, I, who knows? I don't know. I mean, maybe it was, like, an orangey red. Yeah. 
Um, but they sit down and have a chat and they talk about how they're really enjoying each other's company and just kind of keeping things casual, going with the flow. But Oscar wants Tarek to meet his kids. Yeah, before, very sweet. yeah, before he leaves Mexico. So then we go to Raquel's condo and Raquel has commissioned yet another portrait of herself, but she's decided to allow Doris to appear behind her. I want <laughs> the one in her living room in my house so bad I can taste it. Like the yeah. one they kept showing. Like I, I would kill for that. Yeah. I want a giant six foot high Doris face on my wall. And she says that she hires this brilliant sorry, Raquel. Art- she hires this brilliant artist to paint portraits of her that are exhibited in my house. <laughs> yes. And the artist's name is Carla De Lara. Yes. Um, and she also says that she's an egomaniac. She admits it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to know, though, when they were having this discussion when um, Doris was kind of laughing about how her mom always used to, like, hold her nose up. Um, so <laughs> she'd have a prettier nose. Yeah. I just wrote my notes, like, how did Doris end up so emotionally healthy? Like, she should have so many body issues, and she doesn't. I like, know. between her mother berating her about her weight and her face and her nose and her everything, like, I feel like, I mean... I guess it's a credit to Raquel who raised her that somehow she's doing these things, but Doris still ends up, maybe her dad, but like she ended up incredibly grounded and can laugh about it. Like most people will be cowering under the couch with emotional trauma and she's just like, eh, whatever. And she doesn't hate her mother. No, the opposite. Yeah. I would think it would be, I would think the dad could maybe counteract Raquel's, you know, bullshit mommy stuff, but she genuinely still adores her mother, which is great. I mean, and, and I will say that even if it was anyone else acting that way to their child, I would be horrified. But for some reason, when Raquel does it, I find it endearing. Like, it's weird. <laughs> I know. And it, I think it's, it's Doris's response to it. She's able to yeah. laugh it off. And I think that makes it more digestible. But um, so they have a conversation about how Raquel really hasn't absorbed her husband's death yet, that she feels like it's still hitting her, but that, you know, in a year or so, she really does want to find a partner for the next chapter of her life. Um, It's very sweet. And then they end the scene with (laughs) Raquel telling Doris she gets to keep this painting. It's a gift. Which to me was hysterical (laughs) because it was like, yet again, like Doris is not going to be in the house. Like you can be in the picture, but it's going to your house. My house is going to be all pictures of me. Well, and it's also like Raquel is sitting in front of her. It's a portrait of Raquel. Raquel. (laughs) But Doris like blurry in the background. (laughs) So funny. So then Alan, Jenny, and Adon are having a jam session. And, and they're singing Pero Mi Me Gusta, which I believe is But I Like It. Yeah. I think. Yeah, sure. Um, and Alan tells them how he brought over Mari's birthday card and she was sitting in bed crying about Lunario. Of course. <laughs> Take a shot every time you hear the word Lunario. Yep. <laughs> Um, and they both don't want to be perceived as Fernando's son. It's so much pressure. Adon really needs a, a vacation from being Fernando's son. And Jenny says that Adon is going to end up alone if he doesn't draw the line with his parents. Is- and then we have another Mari Paz uh, FaceTime call. Like, I really want to get a shirt that just says, stop trying to make Mari Paz happen. Like, it's I never going to happen. Like, let's stop pretending. And then Jenny says, well, Mari wanted me to tell you this. 
she thought it was really hot that you stood up to your mom and dad and were independent. And I fell off my chair. Yeah. <laughs> no. Not believing that for a minute. Nope. Nope. And how old is he again in the show? 27? 27, I believe. Yeah. It's hot to watch a 27-year-old stand up to his mom for the first time ever at 27. Oh. Yikes. I mean, I guess if you were dating someone who was basically under their mother's thumb and they finally got, I mean, if you were truly dating and they finally got the balls to be like, fuck this noise, like things have got to change. That would be hot, but that is not what happened. No, no <laughs> a long not. Shot, so not hot at all. Not even lukewarm. No. Um, and then we cut to the penthouse and Mari is praying to the Virgin Guadalupe. Is that what she said? Yep. Mm-hmm. And she is praying for Adon's protection and his guidance. Yes. Right back into her bosom. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it works. <laughs> it, it sure does. It sure does. Mm-hmm. So then 12 hours later, you see Jenny and Alon standing in their apartment and Chio and Jesus are there. And Adon has packed up his things and he's leaving. He's going back to the penthouse. Oh, well, he's already well, left. Yeah, he, he left, and they sent Jesus and Chio over to get his stuff. So he left immediately. So Jenny and Alan are convinced that he got a phone call at 11 o'clock at night and that he was, like, psycho-hypnotized. <laughs> <laughs> and, By Mari's a voodoo hypnotist. Yes, and they have lunch with Doris the next day. They're telling her all about it. And they said that when he walked out, he was like a zombie in a trance, basically. Yep. I also like, did you see the list of stuff that um, Alan said that Mari and Fernando give to Adon? Yes. The $3,000 a month, the car. The, I mean, it was a long list of like all the perks that he gets for living there. So what do we think really happened? Not saying that the th- hypnotherapy is out of the question, but what do we think happened? I don't know because it seems like, like, I don't think it was Mari or Fernando that called. Like they made that fairly clear. And Adon is claiming it was one of his friends or uh, multiple friends who called them and said like, what are you doing? Your parents are so great to you. How could you do this to them? Um, And then there's Jenny's theory that it's some kind of hypnotist that said a code word and turned him back into Stepford's son. Um, So I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm part of me wonders if maybe Nando and Mari got some of his friends involved because they, oh, they I don't doubt that for a second. Yeah. They party with his friends. Yeah. And I wonder if they said like, you should call Adon and tell him that, you know, like we're good to him and we're not going to keep paying his bills and giving him money. Like just go ahead and remind him. Also let's not get it twisted. I'm sure these friends of his reap the benefits as well. 100 i'm sure they're buying them stuff i'm sure they're paying to take them on trips i'm you know so i'm sure they were like oh fuck here goes my meal ticket too so yeah i'm sure there was a lot i'm sure there was some of that involved yeah definitely and then we're back at the penthouse and adon says missed you guys i had to come back um and this is where i wrote my notes chris jenner has nothing on mari nothing nothing like, Mari is a super villain, and I'm here for it. Like, she is the queen momager. Like, Chris Jenner could manipulate her kids this way. Like, hats off to Mari. Yeah. And it actually, it gave me even more respect for Jenny, because Jenny not only found Alon and went after it, she went up against Mari. Yeah. Like, they're happily married. They have two kids, and she still steps to Mari. 
good for oh, her. Oh, yeah. That, that's a tough mother-in-law right there, to say the least. I also was really living for all of Jenny's conspiracy theories. I mean... Like, she had quite a few of them, and I was <laughs> laughing out loud. Like, they were really good. <laughs> she, wa- she wants to know what the code word is. I'm with her mm-hmm. on that one. Yeah. Um, for those of you who didn't watch the episode, um, Jenny is convinced that during a previous hypnotherapy session, which I guess it is a fact that Adon has had hypnotherapy, like it's some kind of past regression thing, um, that Mari had the therapist implant a code word that Mari can say that will instantly like turn Adon into a Stepford son again, which I think is hilarious. Another conspiracy theory. What if the code word is Lunario? That would be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. They say it enough times. It's possible. Um, So then back at the penthouse, they tell him that he, again, they say Lunario 10 times that he needs to rescue this performance himself. That Nando is not going to call the venue and say, oh, my son's going to, to open for me after all. They say, you need to work it out. And so it's absolutely no big deal at all, which makes me think the whole thing was a crock. And Adon calls the band, says, hey, I'm going to play after all. Um, yeah, I mean, that was the part that confused me a little bit, because if they had already sent out press saying that Adon was performing, and then sent out press saying he wasn't performing, like, I don't, I don't know, like, was he a surprise guest? That's what I need to know. Like, if he, like, if the the audience knew he was going to be there, there had to have been a lot of back and forth with the venue, which I'm sure would drive the venue crazy. But if he was just showing up as a surprise guest, then no harm, no foul. So I guess we'll never know. Yeah, and but also, like, is he that big of an announcement to the press? <laughs> well, I would imagine to... Well, I didn't see him at that many younger people there. But, I mean, I do think he is the son of a celebrity. He's, you know, got a bunch of those YouTube videos. I mean, I'm sure he's... A lot of people think he's a heartthrob. So I could see people going to see him. I, guess. I don't think he'd be the number one draw, but I could also see, you know, if Mari truly is trying to push his career and claim this is to promote your career, the flyers or the promotional material should say like a Donna and day opening or featuring a Donna and day or have, I mean, what's the point of doing it? If like, you're not getting press about it. I don't know. I don't Although know. Since Doris is his PR person and had nothing to do with this. Maybe he wasn't on any of the flyers. Right. I don't know. Right. Like for all we know, it could have just said like Fernando Allende and guest. Yeah. I don't know. But he well, also didn't, like, I was annoyed with the phone call because it wasn't like, I'm so sorry I've decided to do it. It was just like, hey, I'm singing now. Yeah. <sighs> but in one of my favorite scenes of the episode, we are at Oscar's house. And we are, because Gabby and the kids are going to meet Tarek. And it's really sweet. I is, got, yeah. I got a cavity. Tarek comes over, the whole family's nervous, including Oscar, and he <laughs> He gets his kids to debate whether or not he should wear his jacket open or closed. And it takes like a a solid five minutes. He can't decide whether it should be open or closed or how open it should be. And then he says, Axel, pay attention. And he's just playing with his zipper. (laughs) Paulina comes over and his kids are gems. They really are. They're really, really sweet. They They hug Tarek. They ask him how he's liking Mexico City. Like they're very with it and polite adult capable children. Like they're, they're great. Um, My shocking takeaway from this episode though, and I don't think I noticed it the first time I watched it, Gabby spoke English. Yeah. I think it's the first time we've ever heard her speak English. She is still my favorite Bravo mother. And I stand by that. Oh, hands down. She's amazed. 
Yes. So the kids, you know, they're of course being very attentive to Tarek. They're asking him questions. They play the keyboard for him. They talk about how many languages they all speak. Um, and then they do a toast and Gabriella, queen mother, thanks Tarek for making Oscar so happy. Yeah, and I about, very I about cried. And then Tarek hugs everyone goodbye and he cries leaving them because he enjoyed his time with them so much. Um, because I'm a monster, um, when the kids were <laughs> hugging um, Tarek goodbye, I wrote my notes um, in quotes, you smell like my dad's dick. <laughs> Whereas I wrote cute overload. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, you're gross. I am gross. <laughs> and so, I also wrote my notes that I'm really sad that Oscar and Tarek didn't last. Like, it's a bummer. I know, he's cute too. Yeah, he is really cute. Yeah. I have a thing for Middle Eastern men, so I'm here for it. Yeah. And I feel like the beard suits you well, too. Yeah, I'm yep. here for it. Yep. So then back at Jenny and Alon's, they don't know anything about what Adon is doing or where he is and or if he's performing at Lunario. They, they really don't know and they haven't heard from him. Um, and here is the thing that I found interesting throughout from now on through the rest of the episode is that Jenny and Adon, Alon seemed genuinely scared, <laughs> like fearful for a Don. And I couldn't figure out why. Like Jenny kept, she was like, oh, I'm so scared. And even later at a Lunar, she was like, I was so scared. I was so worried. And I'm like, of what? What did you think that Mari and Fernando were going to do to him? I wonder if they were more scared that a Don was going to run back to Mari and Nando and say like, you won't believe what Jenny and Alon said. No, I, I mean, to me, it really seemed to be coming from a not a scared of like, oh my God, I'm scared you got us in trouble, but more a genuine like, I'm scared for you. And it was weird. Well, I don't know. If you know someone who's like really absorbed by their parents like that, it is pretty scary to observe. Yeah, oh, and for sure. But I just thought, I mean, more, it was more Jenny than Alan, but I was just a little shocked at the amount of like, you know, you think he'd been kidnapped by, like, Sandinistas right. or something. Right. Like, really, he went back to a penthouse, and he's just his parents, you know, fifth wheel. Yeah. yeah. Um, so everyone is getting prepared for Lunario, but more prepared for Mari's potential witchcraft. Yeah, I was living for Doris and Raquel picking out, like, anti-witchcraft jewelry. <laughs> Me too. Um, and... <laughs> And Raquel decides that the ring that she's going to wear, it's really not, you know, anti-witchcraft, but it's sharp enough that she could defend herself with it. Yes. <laughs> and even Paulina and Oscar are beating themselves with some sort of herb or plant in the back of their car on their way or to like, I think it was eucalyptus or palm fronds. I, I don't know. I don't it was know. hysterical. Yeah. It's like they're preparing to see a vampire. Yeah. And then they all arrive at Lunario and Mari's at the front door doing something and I didn't realize how short she is yeah she's well because she usually wears heels like very high heels yeah she's um tiny. and this is where I kind of think I may have figured out what's going on with Lunario okay I don't know if you noticed the sign but it's actually the Lunario cabaret I did see that so I wonder if this is just like Countess Luann like this is just <laughs> Fernando's cabaret like that's you know I mean, when you look at his backup dancers and his costumes, it's not yeah. far. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and they said Lunario as many times as she's his cabaret. So I think it's just like the Mexican cabaret. Yeah. I'm and, Luanne when she's jealous. 
Adon goes on in a few minutes and there was the most amazing shot of Nando listening to headphones with a shit eating grin on his face. And it really suited my election result mood. So I took a picture of it. (laughs) (laughs) Just this nice smug little face. And Adon takes the stage and he's wearing his usual jacket and jeans thing, but he's wearing it with a pair of chucks. And I had a hard time with that. I feel like he normally- doesn't bother me. Well, so I have a friend who got me very anti-chucks because (laughs) she called them clown shoes for men. And now I can't escape the thought. Every time I see that bright white toe, especially with a blazer, or something that's supposed to look a little classier. I'm like, God, it, they are. They're clown shoes. <laughs> but I feel like Adon always wears like skinny jeans and leather boots, like very Austin Powers like kind of 60s mod boots. And so the chucks caught me off guard. And the white toes really stood out in the darkness of the stage. I got it because I think it was supposed to be like a hip, young, I'm dressing down my blazer, you know. I know. It didn't it didn't land for me. Um, Doris didn't even know that Adon would be performing. So that was great when she was just sitting in the front row and he came out. And Mari is grinning ear to ear. She's thrilled. She's filming it on her phone. She's actually never looked happier and it's creepy. Yeah. And Adon admits he could have lost this opportunity because of his ego. And I want to know if he's lip syncing. You know, I had the same thought because, um, I mean, he, the, the singing was very good and towards the end, it seemed, I think he may have been lip syncing to a track. It sounded like a track. It sounded, it wasn't so much that he sounded so good that I, I questioned it. It was more that the track itself sounded, it didn't sound live. It didn't sound real. Well, what I, now that I actually, as I'm saying it, I'm wondering if maybe it was live there and he recorded the Bravo version that was going to air as a track. Maybe. maybe they laid it over top. Yeah, maybe. He did. It doesn't matter. Either way, he sounded much better. And oh, he sounded he, great. Yeah, he, it sounded great. He, he lowered his range. He did not do that creepy high note thing. And when he did do it, that was lower and he was capable of it. So he actually, it was the first and only, actually, good performance we saw him give, I think. Yeah, no, he did a great job. Um, and Mari pats herself on the back and says, that's the way to launch a prince. hmm <laughs> She's very proud of her boyfriend's son. Yeah, yeah. And then Adon introduces Nando. And I'm not gonna lie, I didn't pay attention to really anything about Nando's performance because they kind of cut back and forth a bunch of times. But I Girl, did know... Yeah. You are missing out. So you I didn't was... pay attention to the first song? I was trying to hurry and I did see that the background dancers were doing like aerobatics or acrobatics. Well, you didn't miss anything except for the first song and I'm going to fill you in. So the first song was about Mari. Right. It was, and love, it was like Mar- the love and for what, you song. I caught that my one. My favorite song is I hope God helps me die. That was the line in the song. Oh. Yeah. I believe if Mari dies first, I hope God helps me die. That was the line in the song. Um, okay. It was a very theatrical and over the top and I was dying and people seemed to know it. So it must have been like a hit for him. Like strangers in the audience were singing along. So I guess he penned this song to his muse, Mari. I mean, that's kind of cute. I'm not mad It was sweet. That. Yeah, it was sweet. Um, so then things get awkward quickly between Jenny, Mari, Alan, Adan. 
they are both congratulating Adon on his performance, but they're both upset with him because he sort of disappeared and then did the performance he said he wasn't going to do. So Alon said- And this is where a lot of the Jenny is so worried stuff came out. This is when she was like, I was so worried about you. I was so worried about you. I think he was ignoring their phone calls and stuff. For a day? Like, okay. I don't know. Um, But Alon says, you sounded good, but you got to stop sucking from the teat. (laughs) (laughs) He's not wrong. No, just quite a compliment there. And then Jenny, she leans forward and she says it's to congratulate Adon, which I think she she does say that he sounded good. And then Mari tells her to shut up and that she can't speak to him. And Jenny goes nuts. Pretty much. Um, she turns into Chupacabra Jenny, which is yes. my favorite Jenny of all. <laughs> yes. Um, and she gets so pissed off that she leaves the performance to chill out. With Doris. Yes. And I will say that watching this and like every, the other people there said it made them uncomfortable too. It was making me uncomfortable for Fernando, who's on stage singing. They're all in the front row. Yeah. And I don't know if Bravo turned the mics up to make it seem like they were talking louder than they actually were. But it seemed like they were talking very loud. Like, I would think anyone within 20 feet would have been able to hear them, including Fernando on the stage. Yeah. And I appreciate that Alan goes, he follows Jenny also to calm her down. But he says, like, my mom is just having a bitch fit. You, you're better than this. You need to chill out. Like, it's, he's basically saying, like, my mom is off her rocker. Don't, don't go down with her. And this made me love Alan even more because um, Bitch Fit is a callback to white chicks. And I had to love it. Yeah. I, no, I, I love them. And I, I think they do a really good job supporting one another through the awkward stuff with his family. Um, and after the performance, Doris congratulates Mari on, on, on Adon and Fernando. She said that it was a great performance and she should be very proud and... Then you get this awkward exchange between Jenny and Mari. And Mari just looks at her and says, thank you for bringing the children. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also have in my notes that Fernando was dressed like Zorro. Oh, I mean, that's his look. He always dresses yeah, I like know. Zorro. But towards the end, it was like he had a cape and everything. It was like very Zorro-esque. And I loved that he came out in a sombrero. It was a whole, a whole theme. Yeah. Um, and Doris and Adon have an aside and he says he's happy he performed and, and Doris compliments him and says, you were amazing. You lowered your range. You sounded great. Um, and then really the final scene is sort of this dragged out party at the penthouse to celebrate the performance. Um, and there aren't that many big takeaways from it, in my opinion. Um, oh, I had a bunch. Paulina's running around the house looking at all of Mari's witchcraft stuff and her weird figurines and things she has in <laughs> frames and says that she's a witch. Um, and Alana and Jenny pull Adon aside and sort of say like, where have you been? What happened to you? We were worried about you. Um, and they are very supportive of him still, even though they're mad at him and they think he's a pansy. A hundred percent. Um, when the scene started, I thought that Raquel looked like a baller when she was lighting her big old cigar. Like, um, Adam was amazing. Queen. Um, I was shocked. Did you see Sammy was there? Yes, I did. Yeah, Sammy was in the background, which I thought was interesting. Um, and then I really liked when Jenny and Alan were talking to Adon and about Adon. I don't think we ever knew before that Jenny lost her brother. 
Oh, no. Like she said that she lost her brother and that she, like, that's why she sees Adon, like a little brother that she, you know, she's like, I want a brother again. Like he's my brother. And that's the way I think of him. Yeah. Yep. Um, And Mm -hmm. then um, we get to the Doris and Adon part. And I love Doris. Is just, I love Doris when she said that, like bullshit that he's moving on with just me. She's, yes. I mean, she's not stupid. And she says that she's um, going to need a year's proof of him not being under Mari and Fernando's control before she'll get back on board. Yes. I think that's totally fair. Yeah, a, 100%. It's a great place that all of that landed. Um, yeah, 100%. And they, and they hug it out. And then Nando toasts to everybody. And they all talk yeah. about how their family despite all the drama and we get updates on everyone, which I'm assuming by now are mostly out of date. Uh, some are. Yes. So Paulina and Jose are not together. So right. that was incorrect. Um, I think Oscar is still with Jeffrey. He's, he's cute. He's very cute. And I think they're still together. I believe. Okay. Um, I was dying when Raquel confused Tinder and Grinder. I that knew was you. Hysterical <laughs> and amazing. Um, oh, what does it say? Doris is in, Doris is in two A. What the hell does that mean? Oh no no no! Sorry. Boop, boop, boop. Um, and then I also it, I I scribbled out. Um, now Doris is doing PR for Shambhalaya for Alan and Jenny, so oh, yeah. she's jump ship and is <laughs> now working with them. You combined Shambhaya and Jambalaya. I think it's Shambhaya. <laughs> oh Shambhaya! Sorry, <laughs> I spelled it right. <laughs> Shambhalaya, that's good. Shambhalaya. <laughs> they're a new Mexican um, Creole band. Um, also, their album cover is hot. Jenny looks amazing. Oh, fucking hot, I know, right? She looks so good. Dude, she photographs like a dream. Yeah. She really she does. She really does. She's gorgeous. But what a fun show. Even though it took us like a year to do 10 episodes, what a delight. Oh, well, we missed the final update, which is that Don dumped Mari Paz and oh, yeah. went on a cruise with his parents. Jesus. That is um, really, that's the most fitting end to Mexican dynasties. And I did a little uh, diving because when Mari and Fernando did their, like, what are we up to now? It was kind of montage because they're doing a million things and traveling and whatever. And one of the things they were doing was Allende Shampoo. Oh, yeah. So I looked it up and it does not exist anymore. Like, you can... You can find it on the internet, like listed, but it just says like out of stock, out of order, like you can't. So I think they made it for like a year and it tanked and that was the end of that. I wish all these reality stars who are not hair size would stop making shampoo. Yeah. They like also a lot of them a, do it. Didn't Reza create a whole yeah. hair line? Yeah, yeah. And didn't he spend his life savings on it? Yeah. Apparently none of them learned anything from Lori Davis hair products, which is what tanked Cher's career. <laughs> Nando also had some weird supplement or vitamin that was also listed and you can also not buy that anywhere either now so short-lived yeah yeah I mean at least with um Raquel's products I can find them in other countries but these I couldn't even find to buy in other countries right of course well all told that show was a delight and I'm so happy to have all these people in my social media world at the very least as time moves forward so it is the best. Yeah, it was a great one. Great, great tip from my co-host. So um, are we committing to Gallery Girls? Is that going to be our next show? Yeah, let's do it. I mean. Let's do it. I say, yeah. So Gallery Girls it is, you guys and yeah. gals. It's just us here. Let's commit. Yeah. <laughs> Done deal. Gallery yeah. Girls it is. I'm right. excited because I've never seen it. So I'm excited to watch it. I think you'll be into it. 
Oh, I'm sure I will be. Yeah. I have no doubt. Yeah. Um, all right, everybody. Well, um, thank you for going on this journey with us. We're excited to go on the um, Gallery Girls journey with you as well. Uh, now that Meredith's bathroom is done, um, I think we'll be back to every two weeks. That's the only reason why we weren't here two weeks ago, because um, Meredith had some stuff going on. But like for now, I think we'll be back for a while. Amen. I'll see you guys soon. Thanks for listening to another episode of One Hit Wonderful. You can find us online on Twitter and Instagram at OneHitPod. You can email us at FranklyMareB at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter at HeyIt'sMareB. Please remember to rate and subscribe. And have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you soon.